0: It's kind of ironic that we're experiencing a major winter storm right now and all flights are grounded. That's exactly what happened to the Winnipeg Jets last night at TD Garden. We're going to recap Boston's comeback win, preview tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils, and also talk about the results of the independent review into the signing of Mitchell Miller here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. things spoke to be. Today is Friday, December 23rd, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. podcast is also available on YouTube in video form and with some breaking news, bonus content, post-game reactions, mostly for in- week games. Not as much on the weekends, but probably will have something after tonight's game against the Devils. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now there's a huge storm battling most of Eastern Canada and the United States. There's huge devastating cold front, hammering the West Coast, wherever you are today. I hope you're staying warm, staying safe, taking care of yourselves, and, and taking care of each other as well. What warmed our hearts, of course, last night was a win over the Winnipeg Jets, a game in which the Bruins found themselves facing a 2 nothing deficit. Is it better to be lucky than good? the age-old country music question. Well, the Bruins were a bit of both again last night, getting a very fortuitous bounce on the goal that got them on the board. David Pasternak uh, corralling the puck as it clanked off a stanchion behind the Winnipeg net, came right out into the slot, and Pasternak just blasted it into the net for his 21st goal of the season. Uh, Jake DeBrusque followed with a power play goal. And then Nick Foligno got the winner midway through the third period to secure the 3-2 win for the Boston Bruins. They're now 26-4-2, 18-0-2 on home ice. I felt so good for Nick Foligno. How great must he have felt to score a game-winning goal in a fairly meaningful December game against a good team in the Winnipeg Jets, one of the best goalies in Connor Hellebuck, considering where he was this time last year. uh, It has to be a great feeling for him. Uh, Boston has now secured points in all 20 home games this season, becoming the 10th team in NHL history to accomplish the feat. And, um... It was a full team effort again in this one. Full credit to Jeremy Swayman for putting in uh, his best performance of the season, certainly the biggest. I talked the other day about how it was important for him to uh, beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in his last start, but to come up big against a team like the Jets. Yes, they're missing Blake Wheeler. They're missing Nikolai Ehlers. They were missing uh, Nate Schmidt. Couple other guys as well, but um, Swayman stood tall. And Jim Montgomery said he made some exceptional saves when it was two nothing, kept it at two nothing to give the Bruins an opportunity to get back in the game. Full credit. Uh, the first one that they scored was a guy all alone at the hash marks. Uh, and Swayman now won two straight games. He's allowed four goals on 60 shots over that span. And he, of course, said a lot of credit goes to the guys. You focus on one shot at a time, take the positives from the play before. And uh, I, for one, am very happy to see him rounding into form. And I don't know if it's getting his confidence back, but he seems uh, as calm in net as he did before which is great to see. Uh, Foligno with the game winner again. It's very cool to see him do that. He shifted up to play with Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick uh, in the third period. Foligno came through collecting a feed from Coyle, burying a wrister by past Hellebuck glove side to put the Bruins ahead. Trent Frederick said, um, you know, he loves playing with Nick Felino, his leadership, his poise. Montgomery likes Felino being with Frederick and Coyle. Gives them a real big, heavy line that's hard to handle. Both goals they scored are very uh, similar. Vegas was the one that they scored on previously. Um So Taylor Hall had been playing on the third line. Does that mean Zaka gets bumped down, Hall bumped up? You know, it's a good problem to have that the Bruins can mix and match things when they need to, uh, certainly here, uh, when they need a big goal. Pasternak now has a point streak of 10 games, just one of four Bruins to accomplish this feat six times, joining Phil Esposito, Bobby Orr, and Ray Bork you know, some of the absolute greats in franchise history. The Bruins are now 63-20-5 in the regular season during the calendar year of 2022. Third most wins in a calendar year in NHL history behind Pittsburgh and Chicago. 37 of those wins came at home, the most in calendar year in NHL history. And our boy David Pasternak hit the 100 point mark in 2022 with four games remaining on the schedule. So good on him for, you know, producing some of the best hockey of his career after experiencing some personal tragedy, uh, to begin last season. So who was the big bear of the night last night? Well, you know what? I'm giving it to Nick Felino. He had the game winner. He added it, an assist on the David Pasternak goal, sending the puck in off the stanchion, fortuitous bounce. He had two shots, a hit, 12 minutes of ice time, and it's just so great to see him playing at, a, I don't know if I'd call it a high level, but playing – up to what the Bruins believed that they were getting from him, uh, uh, a solid bottom six winger who can bring some leadership on and off the ice. So, uh, I felt really happy for him to get that goal. He now has six goals on the season, 10 assists, 16 points in 32 games, averaging half a point per game. That's after two goals. And 11 assists last season, so he's only one assist back of his high from last year. Already eclipsed goals and points from last year. So good on Nick Foligno there. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the independent review into the Mitchell Miller signing. And then later on, preview tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. But first, a quick word about the NHTCA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where it's legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your parents can tell. Your coworkers can tell. It's not a secret what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response times and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think it's fine to drive high, it's not the bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different driving high is driving under the influence and you could get a DUI. So just don't do it this holiday season or ever. This ad was paid for by the NHTSA. All right, so a bit of serious news to take care of here as the Bruins wrapped up their independent review of the facts and circumstances leading to the signing of Mitchell Miller. This review concluded yesterday, included interviews with key Bruins employees and the review of thousands of documents and communications related to the signing of Miller. We talked about this When it happened, the Bruins, a, admitting that they did not contact Isaiah Meyer, Cruthers, and his family, and General Manager Don Sweeney admitting that he had misgivings about the signing. Boston Bruins CEO Charlie Jacobs said, "The steps we're announcing underscore the organization's commitment to values, including our process for vetting." Future players. The improvements which the team will begin implementing immediately will help ensure that they're meeting the high standards our associates, fans, and community expect from the organization. Now, the review determined that the Bruins did have an existing process for vetting players, but there was no misconduct by Bruins employees during the Miller vetting process. There were gaps that created challenges with a recruit with significant red flags. Those red flags included finding evidence of prior juvenile misconduct. And um, the review identified several improvements to the team's vetting process that the Bruins leadership has taken, will continue to take. That includes establishing clear written policies for vetting off-ice conduct, including identifying red flags and documented resolution. That's key there. There's no real resolution in this case, as far as we know. Establish clear timetables and responsibilities within the organization to investigate prospects, community, and other off-ice commitments. There was some confusion as to what Miller had done in terms of community service, etc. cetera. Um, establish, centralized documentation tracking systems independent third-party resources to investigate determine whether are there are specific training or rehabilitation programs the prospect should participate in depending on the nature of the red flags now there's nothing really revolutionary here this is stuff the bruins should have been doing prior to the signing of mitchell miller and the review even said they have a player vetting process in place. At the end of the day, nobody's really being held accountable for this. Uh, they determined that there was no wrongdoing by the Bruins' front office, um, yet they're re-establishing these policies, and Mitchell Miller remains under contract. According to Frank Cervelli, he has been paid upwards of $116,000 so far by the Boston Bruins. They said they were going to um, not continue with him as a member of the organization. Hasn't happened yet. You can't just decide to get rid of a player. There's processes for that. They're probably going to have to wait until the end of the season and buy him out, after which point he'll have been paid quite a bit of money by the Boston Bruins for not playing hockey and basically for their mistake in signing him in the first place. Uh, The decision was made to dump the contract amid so much backlash from fans, media, even the players. Uh, So even though the independent review said there was no wrongdoing, kind of washing their hands of it, it's still – an embarrassing mark on the organization that fans remember the players remember all this winning certainly helps to erase it. But you just look at their cat friendly page, Mitchell Miller still on there. It's embarrassing. And uh, it's something that should not have happened basically. All right, back to hockey coming up after the break, we're going to, Preview tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. First, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen today. Now check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm just seeing now from Amanda Stein, New Jersey Devils reporter, that it looks as though Vitek Vanacek will get the start in net for the New Jersey Devils. Now, we all remember earlier this season, the Devils had a very lengthy winning streak, and that propelled them close to the top of the Eastern Conference standings where the Bruins have sat pretty much, uh, since day one. They've fallen off a little bit here, and uh, it's a game that the Bruins have a good chance of winning, even on the road. Vanacek, not very good in his last few games. He did shut out the Blackhawks back on December 6th. No huge feat. Uh, He allowed four goals on 17 shots against the Islanders on the 9th. Four goals on 23 shots against the Rangers. Um, he was a bit better against the Flyers last week. Still drew the loss. Uh, and in his most recent start against the Carolina Hurricanes, he was yanked after 40 minutes after allowing three goals on 13 shots. The Devils still second in the Metropolitan Division behind the Carolina Hurricanes who have won 9 of their last 10, their only loss coming in uh past regulation. Devils 3-5 and 2 over their last 10 games and uh really running the risk of dropping ground in the Metropolitan Division. So will Can I order something? Uh can we talk about that in a couple minutes? Now, Dougie Hamilton leads The Devils in scoring over their last five games with four points. Two goals for Jack Hughes, who you always have to keep an eye on. Four assists for Hamilton. And, uh, again, over their last ten games, they're three, five, and two. The Bruins have the edge in power play. Third ranked versus 24th ranked. New Jersey's penalty kill is a bit better. They have ninth ranked 80.6 Bruins still first Bruins rank first in goal or sorry goals against per game and second in goals for per game Devils rank eighth in goals for per game and third in goals allowed so it could very well be a tight one if Vitek Vanacek is on his game he's had a pretty decent season so far Uh 908 save percentage that's dropped in recent days but it was pretty high up there to begin the season all mark will get the start 18 one and one 937 save percentage he had the night off last night of course with Jeremy Swayman getting the start um, other than our old friend Dougie Hamilton and Jack Hughes Who leads the team in scoring with 38 points in 33 games? You got to keep an eye on Jesper Bratt, 33 points in 33 games. Nico Heischer is a very talented center uh, at both ends of the ice. He's got 29 points in 32 games. Uh, Miles Wood always seems to get under Boston's skin. So that's a guy to keep an eye on as well. And, um, I'm hopeful that the Bruins will be able to make a pretty strong statement here tonight against a New Jersey Devils team that, again, uh, slipping as of late, and the Bruins should have a Merry Christmas by beating this team. Uh, Now there's a chance there could be some weather postponements. There's already been a couple games postponed tonight due to this storm. Uh, The Lightning Sabres and Red Wings Senators. Uh, Hopefully the Bruins were able to make it to Jersey. It's a pretty short trip and uh, that there will be no concerns about fans getting to uh, the arena tonight and uh, prompting a uh, postponement. All right. That's it for today's episode, my friends. Apologies for the interruption distractions with the boys off school for the uh christmas holidays we got some Fortnite going on we got some strange world on disney plus what's going on ewan nothing and um we have another family gathering tomorrow christmas on sunday traveling to ottawa on monday so it's going to be a very busy weekend likely won't be an episode on monday the bruins are off sunday monday and oh, sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they'll be back in action Tuesday against the Senators. Uh, might do something quick after tonight's game just to get you all caught up and then take a bit of a break, probably until Tuesday, where I'll preview that game, update the power rankings, etc. Please do stay safe out there, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, happy holidays, and uh, probably pop in after the Devil's game, but if not please do have a very happy holiday season. And thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Take care, friends.